welcome to the very first issue of the Woodbury Review, where we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead. First, before we get into anything, I just want to thank On The Run for providing us with our theme music, Monsters Like Me. You can check out all their music and buy their music at weareontherun.bandcamp.com. So check them out. And I am joined by the uh, Steel City Savior, um, Ronnie Starks. Woohoo, yeah, that's me. I am Ronnie Starks. What's up, Trevor? And I, as he said, I am Trevor Oz. Um, and we are here. Uh, the Woodbury Review, we're going to talk about The Walking Dead. Um, the Walking Dead just returned with its season four premiere um, this past Sunday. So we're going to talk about that. And last week, episode, episode, <laughs> issue 115 of the comic book actually came out. And it's an all-out war. So we're going to talk about that, too. So there's there's a lot of Walking Dead to go around. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, All Out War is going to be awesome. And uh, the new episode of Walking Dead was even better. And Trevor, you know I'm obsessed with this stuff, so I am more than thrilled to be able to do a podcast about my favorite thing in the world, The Walking Dead. It's going to be pretty awesome, dude. I am jacked. I am thrilled. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Well, there, there's definitely a lot to talk about as far as the Walking Dead universe goes. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll start with the TV show, and then we'll move into the comics. Um, that way, for those of you that, that don't read the comics and feel you might be spoiled by listening to the comic stuff, um, even though the universes are quite different, very different, actually, mm-hmm. um, we'll start with the television show. Um, and as, as I said, there will be spoilers for the television show. So if you haven't watched the show, why are you listening to this? <laughs> it's like you have been warned. So a heads up. So, so don't be, don't be oversensitive America and cry about us spoiling your walking dead TV shows. Yeah. We don't like oversensitive America here. Oversensitive America. You get chucked out the window here at the spider duck network and especially here on the Woodbury review. Okay, now that, that we've talked about oversensitive America and taking care of that, uh, we can just chuck oversensitive America inside a, a grocery store that's going to have its ceiling caved in. Um, save a lot or big save? or I think it was big save, yeah. It was, it was totally a big lots ripoff. Oh, yeah, um, without question. Um, although I didn't, I didn't realize big lots carried so much alcohol. <laughs> well, you know, it is out of state. I mean, we do live in Pennsylvania, and, you know, Pennsylvania sucks. So buying alcohol, you got to go to a liquor store. But if you go to Walmart or, like, anywhere else out of state, you can buy alcohol in grocery stores and in Walmarts. And Well, well, that is true. I actually live in Ohio. Oh, so, well, then you, you well, have that privilege in Ohio. Yeah, for me, like, alcohol is in Walmart, you know, because, <laughs> I mean, really, you need more to drive those people in there, right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let's, let's be real here. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but, but I haven't seen alcohol in a big lots. Um, cause I do, I do frequent a big lots every once in a while. So I guess that's a new thing for everyone then. So, yeah. So big lots, get your shit together and start selling alcohol. That's <laughs> basically what we're saying. Yeah. Big lots, get your shit together. <laughs> now that we've lost our sponsorship from Big Lots. <laughs> our imaginary sponsorship from Big Lots, yeah. <laughs> our sponsorship that never existed. <laughs> well, now um, it isn't. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Our future non-existent. 
<laughs> sponsorship. Anyway, go ahead. Um, we can we can absolutely talk about the episode of The Walking Dead. So we start off. It's the episode. It's a it's a few months later. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like order has been restored to the masses here. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the newest episode and where everything starts off? Well, I'm actually watching it right now as we're doing the podcast, and um, basically it has been seven months later. And uh, the governor has been nowhere in sight. Uh, Michonne's actually just been out looking for him. But um, I like how they fixed up the camp. The gates are higher. They put in that new door. And um, they're definitely – it's definitely a community now. You know, it's it's a lot different than what it was. They're bringing people in from Woodbury, and they've been going out and finding new people and bringing them in. I mean, for God's sake, the kid from Phineas and Ferb is on the show. So, you know – I'm sure, well, we're not going to hear him say, where's Perry? Because, you know, spoiler, he dies at the end of the episode. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, um, that, that was that was definitely an interesting thing to, to get into at the end there. Um, but I, I do like how, how you were talking about um, how they changed the doors around mm-hmm. and how they made the camp uh, more protected. Mm-hmm. It seems like they, they learned a lot, at least Rick and... And Michonne and, and Carl learned a lot from going into Morgan's camp mm-hmm. and seeing all the things that he he did to keep the dead out. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're using that to their advantage um, and also trying to, to create a sustainable life um, by growing a garden and Rick becoming Farmer Rick. <laughs> Farmer um, Rick is the funniest thing I've ever seen because now he's just all chill and everything. And he's just like, well, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to feed my pigs, feed the horses. I'm going to go rake some stuff with my hoe. And uh, by the way, if you haven't noticed, Rick knows his way around a hoe. So he's, he's very good. He's very good. Rick, Rick is, Rick is great with the hose. Uh, apparently so. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, but Rick knows his way around the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, Herschel even, even talked about getting him a pair of overalls and putting some wheat in his mouth and, <laughs> You know, getting the whole nine yards with that one. He'll make that full transformation. You know, why uh, why let it be a rictatorship when he can be uh, Farmer Man Rick? Yeah, I mean, it seems like he it, it seems like, you know, farming has soothed his soul. He's not crazy anymore. All of a sudden, it only took, you know, seven months and some plants to to make him not crazy. I guess <laughs> helped him get over his wife and uh, the stress of the governor and Woodbury and. All that good stuff. So, and it, and it seems like they're they're trying to go back to a normal life. At least he is, because he he doesn't want to use a gun anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants Carl to just do kid things. He doesn't want Carl to be out in the in the wilderness, so to speak, killing zombies and and killing people. And you know, I mean, Carl's been through a lot. Carl's had a had the best transformation out of. Most anybody in the TV show. Oh yeah, definitely. Because uh, he went from an, an annoying little kid that you wanted to see dead um, <laughs> to being pretty much a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like he's it's like he's stifled right now because of his dad's wishes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's trying to be more mature about the situation. And uh, during the episode, you know, Rick tells him, you know, don't name the pigs. But then, you know, Rick names the pig Violet. And then uh, later on in the episode, those little girls, those annoying little brats, are um, 
are naming the zombies. And Carl's just like, the hell are you doing? Don't name the zombies. So, you know, he's definitely trying to be more like his father. But at the same time, he's growing up in the zombie apocalypse world. And sooner or later, Carl's just going to be the most badass kid on the planet. And when he gets older, it's just going to be it's going to be good. And, and it seems like um, he doesn't have that emotional center anymore. Um, and, and it definitely seems that Beth doesn't have that emotional <laughs> center anymore because she just she just doesn't give a shit um, when people die. She's just like, you know, people die. Um, it was because we saw uh, Kyle Goner's character um, come in, which I like him as an actor because he was really good in Veronica Mars and he was good as the Flash on Smallville. Mm-hmm. Um but it, I was like, oh, cool. He's in it this season. Awesome. Like, I like him. He should be good for the show. And then he's dead. <laughs> I just love how uh, he's all head over heels over Beth. And then he's just like, you going to say bye to me? She's like, nope. And then, like, he, you can see that look on his face. He's like, wow. Am I really with this girl? <laughs> and then, yeah, like, like, what a bitch. <laughs> and then they go to a big spot. And then he ends up getting eaten by a zombie. And they come back and... Daryl's just like, yeah, so um, your boyfriend's dead. And she's just like, oh, I don't give a fuck. And then uh, well, shit happens. <laughs> she just gets up and changes the uh, the date on the calendar. Of, yeah. I'm like, all right, Beth. It's like, oh, you're just you're just cold to life now. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's like like she's I mean, I, I guess that's what happens when you're a kid and then you grow up in a world of zombies and death and where people die all the time. Um, whereas it's, it, they, they said this on uh, the talking dead and it was, you know, this season's going to be a lot of how the kids grew up in it. Um, and the adults kind of have to adjust mm-hmm. and that's why they still have that, like that moral center. They have more emotions when it comes to losing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, even Daryl had a lot of emotion when, when losing, um, I don't even uh, Zach was was the character name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it when losing Zach in this episode? Mm-hmm. So I just received a text message. Two people want to call into our podcast. <laughs> huh. So uh, we have uh, Dan Sandwich wants to call in eventually, and uh, the promoter of Blackdown Wrestling, uh, Rick Diamond, also wants to call in. So. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, it should be interesting. We get all these people wanting to call in and be a part of the show because. Everybody's a diehard fan of uh, The Walking Dead. I mean, it's it's The Walking Dead. The, this is this is uh, issue number one mm-hmm. of the Woodbury Review. So, um, but yeah, the, Beth is Beth is now heartless. Um, <laughs> so it, it kind of seems like Glenn's going that way too, because mm-hmm. um, he was he was pretty relieved about not being not having a child, not of a. Uh, his girlfriend not being pregnant. I mean, no one wants to have a kid during the zombie apocalypse. I mean, it, it's just a bad idea, you know. Practice safe sex during the zombie apocalypse, everyone, because it's just not good to have a kid when there's uh, bloodthirsty monsters running around your neighborhood. At the same time, I mean, Maggie made a great point. Um, you still want to live life. I mean, that's what life is now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, something else you have to deal with on a daily basis, but... You need to kind of live life, mm-hmm. and and apparently Glenn's Glenn's a bit jaded. I mean, Glenn through went through a lot of shit last season, so yeah, let's, 
let's be real about that. I mean, Glenn came out a badass too, in a in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how the governor changed everybody. Yeah, the guy, the governor completely changed everybody. Mm. It's, I mean, it, whether or not it's for the better, mm-hmm. that's. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's all Michonne's fault because she started all the drama to begin with. So, like, everything was fine at Woodbury until she came along and she started all that crap. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I openly blame Michonne yeah. for all the problems of The Walking Dead in season three and four. Damn it, Michonne. <laughs> it's all her fault. It's all your fault. Well, I, I mean, I definitely see Michonne's quest to find the governor um is that gonna be a good thing for her or a bad thing for her um probably a bad thing i mean let's be realistic uh she did more bad things to the governor than he did to her i mean what did he really do to her you know i mean this this is in the comic book you know yeah in the comic book um i mean i would totally understand her hunting him down but basically, he just smashed her face into a, a fish tank full of zombies. And then, like, she, you know, she took his eye out. I mean, he should be going after her. So she's holding an imaginary grudge on a guy who didn't do too much to her. But at the same time, um, maybe he's hunting her. Maybe he's just maybe he knows what she's doing and maybe he's going to wait for the right moment to to come back. I mean, I, I don't see I don't think we've seen the last of the governor mm-hmm. by a long shot. Oh, no. Uh, I definitely see the governor um, being a big part of this season. Mm. And speaking speaking of this season, uh, they just announced a couple new characters that are coming on. Um, I forget what the guy's name that's coming in to play Abraham. Uh, uh, I forget as well. Uh, let me see if I can look that up. Um, but yeah, Abraham's a pretty big character in the comics. They're, uh, they're also talking about bringing Negan into this season too. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see if that comes through. I mean, it'd probably be a bad idea because you got to let the storyline drag on. But if they want to put the governor and Negan together on the same show, then <laughs> imagine how screwed Rick would be. Yeah, very much. Okay, it's uh, Michael Cudlitz. Okay. Um, he was actually in uh, stuff like Brothers in Arms. Mm. Not Brothers in Arms, uh, Band of Brothers, rather. Mm. Um, and yeah, yeah, he definitely looks like Abraham. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think that's a good addition to the cast. He's a really good actor. Oh, is he? I've never seen his work before. Yeah, he's he's really good. Um, and they're also bringing in uh, Dr. Eugene Porter, um, played by Josh McDermott, who I actually have to look up to see his stuff there. Okay. Yeah, he definitely looks like Eugene. I, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything, though. I'll have to look him up. Yeah, he hasn't been in a lot of stuff. Um, it looks like he was uh, one of the comedians in like uh, in Last Comic Standing a couple times. So he's a comedian. I mean, um, if he's a good fit, then good for him, you know? Yeah. I, I would definitely agree with it. He definitely looks the part, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how that that ends up going. Um but yeah, um, man, if they brought Negan into this, um, that's, uh, I mean, I, I guess they do kind of need a new, if the governor is not 
the focal point. I guess they do kind of need a new big bad, mm-hmm. so to speak. I mean, if they do, it'd be a great idea. But at the same time, like, how many seasons do they really want to do? And do they really want to toss all this in at once? I mean, they, they got a lot of drag out. But it was just a rumor that I heard that they were bringing them in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can see I can see the show going for a while, mm-hmm. um, depending on how many seasons they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, it might feel like it's too early to bring them in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I guess we'll I guess we'll wait and see on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely bringing in Abraham um, will be a big part of the show. I mean, they just brought in Tyrese um, last season. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to integrate himself um, within everything. He's uh, he's definitely portraying a different character than in the comic book. And and for me, I'm more of a comic book guy. And um, there's a lot of stuff that kind of ticked me off about the people that they killed off in the show in comparison to the comic book. And um, But it's two different worlds. And there's nothing you can yeah, really definitely. do about They're it. They're going two different directions. Which is not bad. I mean, it gives us, the Walking Dead fans, a chance to experience two different worlds and figure out what we like more. Yeah. I mean, I'm emotionally attached to characters on both show. Um, you know, there's there was a couple deaths in the comic book that really got me, which uh, we'll spoil it later on down the road when uh, the television show is no longer on. But um, there's just there's certain stuff that just get to me, I guess. I'm I'm weird like that. I, I'm a nerd for the Walking Dead, so that that you are that you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, it seems like uh, well, let's let's talk about their their run, their run of going to get um, some supplies and everything. Um, well, first, right before that run, we had um, Patrick come up to Daryl like a, a fluttering schoolgirl and ask for a handshake because of the deer he brought back. Mm-hmm. Um, which was, which was kind of weird. I think it was even a little bit weird to Daryl feeling like almost like a rock star. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I, I guess like he would feel outside mm-hmm. of the show too. Now that he's become super popular because of it. Oh, he's definitely a rock star now. I know. Norman Reedus is the man. But uh, I'm actually watching the part where they're sitting outside of um, – I keep wanting to say the real store's name. But they're sitting outside when they're talking, and he's discussing how uh, he's really like a, a secret agent FBI kind of thing. And, you know, Daryl's just humoring him saying, yep, that's my job. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that was a good moment. That was a really good moment. <laughs> and that's kind of what, what drew you into the Zach character. Uh-huh. Like that's – that's what got you a little bit more invested into it mm-hmm. um, because you saw the rapport between him and Daryl. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> of course, just like in walking dead fashion, when you start to, you know, kind of get into a character, they kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I get excited when new people come in and they're just like, Oh, how long is this person going to last 15 minutes later? Oh, they're freaking dead. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, well, I was excited for that character for nothing. <laughs> Please, you were just marking out because it was the Flash. Like, I, I kind of was, you're, yeah. Uh, you're a Smallville kind of guy, aren't you? I, I did like Smallville. Like, I was never a huge Superman fan, but um, I do. I did like Smallville mm. a lot. Um, 
so yeah, it was definitely. But but I'm also a huge Veronica Mars fan, and he was great on that show. So I uh, I've never seen Veronica Mars. I might have to look it up on the uh, the old Netflix. It is actually not on Netflix. Oh well, never mind. I'll never watch it then. Yeah, which which sucks. Um, it should be. It's a, a really good show um, that not enough people watched. Uh, that's usually a lot, about a lot of shows. Yeah. So just like the Black Donnellys, that lasted a season. And that show was freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah, I started getting into that show, and then they canceled it, so I just... Bastards. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to The Walking Dead, man. We're, we're not talking about other shows right now. Jesus. We, we can get sidetracked easily. Oh, yeah. So. Yes, we can. It's, it's because of all the great talent that comes through The Walking Dead. There's Oh, absolutely. They they've played on so many shows, so it's it's kind of insane. Because um, even Chad Coleman, who plays Tyrese, he was on uh, The Wire, which was an amazing show. Was but it? it was, it really was. It, it it's one of the best shows ever on television. Mm. Um, but let's get it. Let's get into the store. So, um, it's it was it was raining men. <laughs> it was it was literally raining men. I mean, I'm surprised they just didn't cue that song when the zombies were falling from the ceiling. I know, like a, a radio in the background randomly just starts playing it, like <laughs> <laughs> the store radio, just out of nowhere. It's raining men. You'd be like, what the hell? But it was uh, it was definitely a zombie bomb, and like it reminds me of uh, William Defoe's character in. Um, Boondock Saints when he screamed and it was a firefight when like the zombies were like falling from the ceiling you know and like it, it was just ridiculous and you know, at first I'm like alright so there's walkers on the roof why there's walkers on the roof I'll never know because how do they get there you know yeah how did they get there they, they didn't like one day be like hey let's climb up on the roof of a grocery store and uh, you know, and not all of them were in a helicopter. There was like hundred zombies on that roof. There's no way you could fit a hundred people in one little helicopter. Yeah, I didn't even think about that aspect. But yeah, how how did they? I mean, unless there were people from the helicopter crash that were trying to survive, then the zombies heard them and were just like climbing buildings to get up there. Or something. <laughs> how do you how do you climb buildings? This isn't World War Z, <laughs> right? Like. like just- this- was there a ladder on the side that we just didn't see, or maybe like a, a fire escape, possibly? Um, <laughs> An elevator on the side of the building. Hey guys, let's get on this elevator. <laughs> elevator for zombies. Uh, apparently, the zombies are smarter than we give them credit for. They they must be. It's not um, good. Uh, apparently, they uh, they climbed up there like they were uh, St- Sylvester Stallone and Cliffhanger. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it just it was funny. And uh, I was uh, – when I was watching Talking Dead, the producer was talking about – it's like, yeah, we were just sitting in the uh, the room one day and we were joking about it. Like, oh, let's put zombies on the roof and let's make the roof cave in and then just get attacked by zombies. Then they laughed about it for like 20 minutes and they all looked at each other like, you know what? This isn't a bad idea. And then they just went with it. Like it's just – I think they're just going for like some comedy aspect to it. Like I mean I, – I, I mean they kind of have to – they kind of have to up the ante too. Like, oh, yeah. like what haven't we done? Oh, zombies falling through a roof. <laughs> Just for, uh, for no reason. Like, uh, I think my favorite part was when the one fell through the roof and it's, it's chest open and like it's organs and it's guts like caught on like the metal parts of the roof and it was just hanging there. It was dangling. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I like oh, how they oh. up the ante on gore this season too. I can tell it's going to be a very gory season of the walking dead. 
Oh, they, they definitely did. I mean, when when Bob was trapped under the wall of alcohol, um, <laughs> and and there was that one coming towards him, and he was just like starting to like peel back its head. Like, I'm just like, what the hell is he doing? Like, yeah. He's just like peeling back the skin of the zombie, and then Daryl comes up and like curb stomps it. Um, it's just like what, but like what? What was the reason for him to like peel back? Was he was he going to try to like get in there and like t- rip his brain out or something? Like, <laughs> hey, when you're about to die and when you're trapped under a wall of alcohol, you either drink your way out or you find a way. And uh, he decided not to drink his way out, so he decided to grab a hold of a skull of a. Uh, a walker and kind of hope the brains come falling out. <laughs> I mean, it's just that whole, the whole scene. I was just like, this is really dumb. But at the same time, I was like, this is really freaking awesome. Yeah. It's, it was, it was a weird scene. It was, it was weird, but it was really cool to witness as well. And I'm definitely curious about the Bob character. So, so now that we've talked about the tragedy that happened, let's talk about Bob a little bit here. Um, it seems like being trapped under under there, um, Bob, he kind of went for the alcohol, and then he had, you know, some some reservations about going and and drinking the alcohol. So I think maybe alcohol is going to play definitely a part in his past. I think uh, I think somebody was going to AA meetings before the zombie apocalypse happened. Not uh, I'm not quite sure, but uh, I think Bob might have a problem. That's that's exactly what I was thinking too, and um, I, I'm surprised that the zombie apocalypse hasn't driven him to drink yet. Um, if he was if he was in there before the zombie apocalypse, but maybe early zombie apocalypse, he was getting drunk and slammed, and <laughs> I bet, and somehow uh, he survived. I bet him and the governor are probably friends or something, because you know the governor's got some whiskey, so uh, maybe uh, you know that's how they do it on Broadway, you know. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about the the Walking Dead um, voiceover lip sync thing. I don't know if you watched that or not. I have not actually. I will gladly send you that link on your Facebook wall later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to check that but, out. Uh, I speaking of uh, Bob and the Governor, I uh, the whole thing about uh, the walkers being fed at night. I think it's Bob. I think the Bob is actually in with the Governor, and that's how the Governor is keeping tabs on Rick. You think so? That's that's what I'm going. I for. mean, I, it it definitely seems that that the zombies are being fed mm-hmm. by someone. Um, but I feel oh. like I feel like Bob knew that there were walkers on the roof at the save a lot, and uh, I think that's why he dropped the bottle of liquor. But then to get like their attention and for them to get the noise. And like, I just have a feeling like he has something to do. with I don't know, but I mean, he didn't really drop the bottle of liquor. The shelf was just weak, and when he put it back, it crumbled down. I mean, you uh, can make excuses all you want, but I'm just saying, like, there there's something fishy going on. Somebody's working with the governor inside the prison. So, it could be. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's uh, maybe it's Tyrese. <laughs> I mean, Tyrese looks a little. Well, he doesn't look sketchy. He kind of looks like a bit of a puss. Yeah, it's it's like he's like I don't want to work the fences because I don't want to kill, and then he's like, and then he goes out and he's like I don't want to go out because people are dying. <laughs> it's like, dude, you, you got to do something, man. It's like live it's up, like, live up I, your character's reputation in the comic book, and you know, go sleep with Carol or 
you know, I'm sure there will be another girl you can sleep with. You can make Carol jealous and she'll go kill herself. I don't know. Just just do something, Tyrese. Like, be, be the character you're supposed to be. Don't be oversensitive America. It, Tyrese has become oversensitive America, the character. He has. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. People are dying. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. What are we going to do when the zombie apocalypse? Everybody's dying in front of me. <laughs> it's like, yes, Tyrese, yes. And you also were a former um, NFL or linebacker, so you should be tough as nails. You shouldn't be whining about yeah. having to kill people and go out on yeah. runs. Yeah. Comic book Tyrese was like, hey, kill, kill, kill. Let us fuck. Kill. And then this one, he's just like, eh, I want to go beat my nails in my cell block. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, don't be it. You think this color goes with my eyes? <laughs> it, it's bad. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad because I'm a big fan of Tyree's character. Uh, will he be included in my Walking Dead sleeves? No, but I am a big fan of Tyree's. Uh, excluding Tyree's from your sleeves? Uh, I probably. I don't know. They're uh, the guy who uh, drew up the comic book characters. He uh, he drew up Daryl. As a comic book character, yeah, which is really badass, and I'm pretty sure that's going to go on my sleeve because no one else is going to have that. Nice. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. But anyway, back to Tyrese being, you know, a puss puss. Um, he needs to stop doing that, and he needs to man up and realize, hey, this is the zombie apocalypse. I got to do what I got to do to survive and to keep my clan alive. And but we'll see what he does. I mean, there, there's a lot of room. There's a lot of room here. So um, let, let's go back to the camp for a few here. And so it, it seems like uh, Carol is teaching kids about knives mm-hmm. when when she's not supposed to be, <laughs> um, at, at least in Rick's eyes. And uh, and Phineas got sick with a stomach flu. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, what was that about? <laughs> He'll he'll always be Phineas. He will be nothing more than Phineas. Um, I mean, he it looked like he furbed out of existence. There, <laughs> yeah. Um, they asked, they're like, where did where did Phineas go? But he did not go to face uh, Doctor Doofenshmirtz uh, at Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. I almost did the jingle. I'm so glad, so glad I didn't. Uh, instead, he became a zombie. So good for him. But um, but yeah, you know, Carol's teaching the kids how to survive. You know, that's that's what you got to do. Story time is, hey, kids, this is how you use weapons to live. It's like, hey, we're going to tell you a story and then teach you how to cut people. <laughs> we're going to teach you how to shank the world. One zombie <laughs> at a time. I mean, but it, it's it seems smart to me. I mean, you want these kids to know how to survive in, in a post-apocalyptic zombie world. Um to just to have them just read stories and be kids the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's nice from a, a mental perspective, I guess, to kind of have that illusion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when the going gets tough, um, if these kids can't survive, if they can't um, pull their own part, they're just going to die. Yeah. I mean, that's so it's, it seems pretty essential for them to, to teach, teach that. Um, and I think Carl. um realized that story time it might be uh, more for him than he thought. Yeah. And I think he realized that too, because I think he got a little excited. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's live or die, you know, you got to make your choice and uh, no, I'm not quoting saw. 
<laughs> but uh, it sounded like I was. Okay, maybe I was. Spoiler alert, guys. Jigsaw Killer is in this season of The Walking Dead. Yes. Uh, Billy Billy the Doll is going to come out on his uh, tricycle, and he's going to give Rick the option to live or die and make a choice. <laughs> so, and then all, all you hear is, and you know, the whole, it's going to be a whole scene of death. It, it'll be a scene of death that'll turn into a musical, and there'll be dancing zombies and... Like just like Dead and Breakfast. You know? <laughs> are we gonna get them? Are they gonna do the Thriller dance? Like is that too? Is yes. Daryl gonna dress up as uh, Michael Jackson in Thriller? Is it, I could see that. God. I could definitely see or, that. I, that's we we have just written the rest of season four of The Walking Dead. Don't Man. don't give them any ideas because if that music <laughs> video happens, we're it's our fault. It's just <laughs> our fault. But anyway, back to the season. Uh, now, after we've talked about story time, let's talk about when Rick went in the woods and he met that uh, that nice, dirty-looking lady. Yeah, yeah, uh, Clara. Yeah. Uh, Clara, the crazy um, – it sounded like she might have been, like, Irish or Gaelish um, lass yeah. um, in the woods who was, who was trying to uh, – who was trying to get food back to Eddie. Um, Is it, was it Eddie or Hetty? I'm not, well, I'm not too sure if it. I mean, it, it was Eddie, but I, I think he just became Hetty. <laughs> um, I, I swore she said Hetty. She's like, we have to feed Hetty. And I'm just like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she said Hetty. And then they went and then like, you saw the movement of like the zombie head in the bag, which is pretty cool because instead of showing the zombie head, it gave you the illusion that she had her husband's head inside a bag and, you know, she couldn't live without him. And at first, when when she came on the scene, I thought she was a new hybrid of a zombie. I really thought, like, she was half alive and half dead. And, like, I was like, oh, shit, zombies learn how to talk. It's like, this this isn't good. That's what I thought. (laughs) But that was – Well, I kind of, like – because when you first see her come out of the woods, like, where even Rick saw it, he thought she was a zombie. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, I thought she was a zombie because she was clearly – Clearly living in the woods way too long, and and uh, I'm sure she smelled like it too. And uh, she was just going down on on that beast, that boar. Um, and you you thought she would be dead, but she and then she starts talking to Rick, and it's like, oh, that's a person mm-hmm. um, that is extremely crazy. Obviously, that we saw she. Uh- I can't remember the actress's name in the moment, but she did an incredible. Oh, thank you. She did an incredible job. You're just going to be my research guy. I'm just going to ramble on, and you're going to tell me the name of actors. But uh, like, she did an incredible job, and she's an amazing actress, and she definitely added to the show. And I'm just excited to see all these new people coming in, and it's going to be an incredible season. And I'm not too sure if everybody really knows what they're in for. But it's just going to escalate and escalate and escalate, and it's going to get real bad real quick for the group. And I, I can't wait. It's going to. Well, it's, it's. I mean, it's going to get real bad if we just look at the very end of the show. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's Phineas laying there dead, and he just wakes up as a walker inside the prison where people are sleeping, and he's going to go on a killing rampage at what looks to be three o'clock in the morning. At the prison. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we're going to see somebody die. I think we're going to um, see quite a few people die next episode. There's, there's going to be at least one dead person, I think. I'm going to go with at least five. At least five. At least five in the community. 
I mean, that's, wow. let's hope so. Let's <laughs> be realistic. The more gore and violence, the better on The Walking Dead. Well, that's uh, that's our preview for next week. I I, I, <laughs> I would say, um, <laughs> five people die according to Ronnie. <laughs> Every like like even they said like the end of season three, half the cast is gonna die, and it was all of Woodbury except you know they're like oh thirteen people are gonna die. You're like oh shit, they're gonna kill off some main characters, but they just kill off Woodbury <laughs> and Andrew. And it, well, God, don't uh, don't bring that up. I'm still pissed about Andrea and I. Can't get over uh, it. The death worked for the show. Yeah. The death did work for the show for Andrea. Um, it sucks that she didn't be, get to become the character that she is in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it in that moment, it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was definitely a great moment and a good death. Um uh, from that perspective, you know, she she got to go out the way she wanted to. I mean, she got to shoot herself. So, but you know, all of season three was just incredible. And yeah, season three was was great from beginning to end. Yeah. And you uh, know, I definitely sat down last week and I watched all of season one, two, and three during the marathon on AMC. And, um, you know, all the seasons are amazing. Uh, I know people who like season two better because there was more drama involved and it was character development. And, uh, you know, I still say Shane was the best character on the show because Shane went from being a normal person to going completely crazy because he's in love with his best friend's girlfriend or his best friend's wife. And, you know, Rick comes. (laughs) But, um, it's just amazing after you see you know he kills Otis and then just the transformation I mean I hate to use wrestling terminology here but that was a full-fledged heel turn when he shaved his head I mean that was just like (laughs) that moment where he's shaving his head he's like I'm done being a tweeter I'm going heel and like you know it was just (laughs) I'm bad now I'm bad now everyone's gonna hate me and I know people who hated and I'm like Shane was the best character on the show and it's a shame they had to kill him off yeah, but it made sense to kill him off. Like they, yeah. they had to kill him off for the sake of, of the story. I mean, Dale's death is my favorite death of all of The Walking Dead. <laughs> well, since it was just out of nowhere, oh, it was great. I I get yelled at for that all the time. Like I, I I tweeted like a thousand tweets last Thursday night when uh, Dale was about to die. I'm like, it's happening. It's going to happen in 15 minutes. It's going to happen in five minutes. And I'm like, it's happening right now. Die, Dale. Die, you son of a bitch. And like, I would get so excited. Like, I, I don't know why. I hated Dale so much. And like, Dale is badass in the comic book. And, yeah. um, but on the TV show, like, he was just a, this annoying old senile man who was just like, but- we got to keep the world together. We gotta keep this a democracy. But kind of at, at the same time, Dale was the moral compass it's, of that group from the beginning, um, at least until they met Herschel. Um, yeah, Herschel, which I, I, I guess kind of made Dale expendable once Herschel was <laughs> in the picture because then Herschel could play that role. But as soon as Herschel Green came into the picture, it was kind of like, "Well, Dale, you served your purpose. It's time to die now." And yeah. um. Like, it just got really annoying because he's like, we got to keep everything together. We got to have some kind of order in this world. No, sir, there is no government. Well, there's no government right now, but in general, but, um, you know, right, but he, there, there was no government 
at all. There was no hope. There, there's nothing in the zombie apocalypse. So why try to keep something going that is non-existent at this point? It, it's kill or be killed. It's survival of the fittest. And um, But at the same time, if you look at how things are progressing, in a way, he was right. Because it, it seems like they're trying to establish their own type of government with the, the quote-unquote council. Yes, the council. Um, and everything. So so they do know that there's, you know... Some kind of hope. Something. Yeah, yeah they, they have to have some kind of organized um, order, um, mm. some kind of governing body mm. to make those decisions. Um, but it, it seems like it, it they, they're also learning from the governor's mistake... Where the governor was, and and even Rick's mistake mm-hmm. of being a, a rictatorship, <laughs> and uh, the governor running everything with an iron fist, mm-hmm. um, and learning from that, and knowing that not one person can do that job, mm-hmm. that it needs to be a group of people. Which is good. I mean, I, I understand the concept. I think, like, that, that's just my thought on season two. Like, I understand how things progress. Like, they they've realized, you know. Um, you know, Philip just wasn't that good of a leader, and you know, and Rick wanted to learn from his mistakes, like you said, and which is understandable. I mean, I think I I like the whole council thing. They did it in the comic book, and they're doing it in the television show, and um, I think it's great, and I hope everything works out for everyone's sake on the show. I guess, but it's it's gonna get interesting, dude. It's gonna be good. Oh, there's there, there's definitely some shit about to hit some fans. Oh yeah, so. it's gonna get real, and I don't think anybody, I think everybody sees it coming, but no one really knows what to expect. I mean, shit, we don't even know what to expect. All I know is I can't wait for Sunday. So yeah, Sunday's Sunday's gonna be another interesting piece of the puzzle. Yes, because um, essentially that's what The Walking Dead becomes. It's a puzzle. Um, you see bits and pieces every week until it until you see the entire picture. Mm-hmm. And even then, you may not see the entire picture. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, even on this season, like they're they're doing individual stories for everybody, and uh, you get to see more good character development. And like, you'll follow Michonne as she goes to get see the governor, and like, you'll you'll be able to follow Rick. And it's just it's all gonna build up, and then it's all gonna come together, and it's just gonna be a clusterfuck of awesomeness. And I'm excited. It's gonna and be and that's. That is the opener of The Walking Dead season one, a or season four rather, mm-hmm. um, a clusterfuck of, of greatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's going to culminate mm-hmm. uh, in these sixteen episodes mm-hmm. that we'll get to see this season. So now that now that we've talked about the show, mm-hmm. um, it seems like we can transition a little bit into the comics. Yes, um, where there's an all-out war. Mm-hmm. Um, it's brewing. It's uh, the first shots have been fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's about to happen. It's about to get real. <laughs> the survivors versus um, the saviors, and then uh, apparently, you know, Hilltop is not making the right decision. But uh, the kingdom is on the right side. Uh, it's going to be great. I mean, in my opinion, Negan might be the coolest freaking bad guy ever. I mean, I'm not saying it's hard to compare Negan and the governor together, yeah. but Negan is an all out. I'm going to say fuck every other word 
in this comic book. And I'm going to carry around my baseball bat named Lucille, and I'm going to crack some skulls open. You know, it, ne- Negan is is like the governor if the governor just came out and said everything that he that he felt. Oh, yeah. Basically, like it, he's like he's a less diplomatic governor. He's he's like the anarchist governor. He's just uh, like I don't give a shit. I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to keep my people alive, and I'm going to kill everybody who gets in my way. I'm in Port Glen, you know. That was just. Oh man, that spoiler spoil alerts uh, for those who haven't read it yet. In comic one hundred, Glenn gets his brain smashed in yeah. by Lucille, um, which I threw that comic book across the room, and I was motherfucking um, Robert Kirkman. Like I was literally, <laughs> I tweeted Robert Kirkman. I'm like, you son of a bitch, how dare you kill him off? Because you get so emotionally attached to these characters. Yeah, and in the comic book in general, uh, when I first started reading it. Like I got so attached to all these people, and when they start killing like the important characters off, I'm just like, come on! But you know, you got to keep us the uh, the readers entertained. Yeah, I mean they have to they have to kill those characters, cycle them out, bring in new ones. Yeah, uh, I mean now you have uh, Ezekiel, which has a fucking tiger. <laughs> He's got uh, a fucking tiger. Yeah. Oh, fucking tiger! I wish I had a tiger. I mean, I I've tried to get a tiger multiple times. Just didn't work out for you. Um, yeah, they they're just expensive, and there's a lot of a lot of red tape you have to go through to to get a tiger. Um, <laughs> and you know, there's, there's, after the after the whole uh, Siegfried and Roy stuff, where the tiger like attacked, it's been a lot more difficult. Yeah, I mean, and then plus you know, in the Hangover when Mike Tyson had his tiger, and you, you just you just can't do it, but. Dude, you know the tiger. The tiger will get you laid. I mean, uh, obviously. I mean, I mean he's, Michonne was like, "Oh shit, you got a tiger? Let me take off my clothes." I just, literally, like, yeah, you know, Michelle was a badass, and then all of a sudden she meets a guy with a tiger, and he's just like, "Oh, well, you don't know how to use your sword properly. Let me show you how to use that." But by sword, he meant, "Hey, let me teach you how to use my sword properly." So. So yeah, that, that happened. Yeah, that was that was my that was my bad pun for the day. But you know, Ezekiel is a great character. You know, he's the leader of the kingdom, and uh, you know, Michonne Michonne just wants to be happy too. She can't be miserable all the time. So, which which she just learned. <laughs> yeah, she's not miserable anymore. She got the D. So. Uh. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, other than that stuff and. Um, you know, they all get together. They go to the uh, the hideout of the saviors, which apparently isn't a hideout anymore. No, apparently it's pretty out in the open. Uh, uh, Jesus and Carl know where it's at. So, I mean, is it because Carl's a badass? Well, yeah, Carl is. Carl, <laughs> if if these people don't read the comic book, and if they're a big show or a big fan of the television show, which they clearly are because they're listening to the podcast, they have no idea. How big of a badass Carl is. Let's just say this: like Carl, um, in the the issue before, um, Negan came to uh, Rick's camp, uh, the the town, um, and came in and was about to like kill a bunch of uh, people, and like Carl just like jumped the fence and started shooting people. Like he just didn't. He didn't give a shit. He's just like yeah. Carl basically shot the first bullets. <laughs> Carl was just like, I'm not even hesitating. I'm going to kill him now. And, uh, you know, sooner or later, 
I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, if Rick dies at the end of All Out War, I mean, the show will still go on, but Negan's not going to survive All Out War. There's no way. No, there's there's no way he can. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it it definitely seems, too, that they're trying to use the Hilltop leadership against um, Jesus. Yeah. And, and the Hilltop there, um, especially... Um, but I, I don't think that's going to work because nobody really respects. Um, I can't even remember their leader's name. Um, at the hilltop. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. Hold on, I'm, fli- it, I'm flipping through. But it just seems that no one even like respects him or gives a crap. Like they know it's like, oh well, he's kind of just a leader in tie in in a title only. What, what they should do is like, I mean, you know, Negan is clearly pulling him out on the roof and like making him do a speech. Rick should just put a bullet in the guy's head and be like, all right, what's your next game plan? Asshole. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. I mean, if you're going to try to play fire with fire, then, you know, put them down and be like, all right, well, Negan, you don't have any game plan now. So, and sometimes you got to do the tough things to get the job done. Yeah. I, I can definitely see in the next issue where, uh, where Rick would be just like, suck it, Negan. And, <laughs> I definitely see there's going to be a lot of characters killed off at the end of uh, All Out War. And, uh, I think so. And it's going to be a shame if one of them uh, happens to be Andrea, even though she's she's not actually at the war. Is she? She's back at she's in, she's back at camp with Carl and the rest yeah. of the group. But like you know, Michonne and uh, Jesus. Yeah, and, uh, I'm flipping through again. So it's always good to have it on you when you're when you're talking about it. Yeah, I, I have it on my tablet right now. Oh, you download it? Yeah, I get it digitally. Yeah, and here I am spending money and going to the comic book store. Yeah. Uh, that comic book store, uh, which um, uh, I could plug them, but I don't know. New dimension. If it's in New, Pittsburgh, yeah. it's, if it's in Pittsburgh and it's a place that's not named Ides, you probably should plug. Them. All right, uh, they're called New Dimension Comics. They're at the Pittsburgh Mills Mall. It is the best comic book store in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's huge. They have a lot of selections. They got a bunch of toys, comics. Uh, a buddy of mine works there, so I mean, every time I go there, I am the Walking Dead guy because I walk <laughs> in there and I literally buy everything Walking Dead. You know, I buy figures. Which I'll do reviews on the figures I bought eventually, and uh, maybe I'll do like video reviews and we can post it on SpiderDeath.net. Um, but I am the Walking Dead guy when I go in there, and my Walking Dead tattoos are basically why they th- I'm the Walking Dead guy. Which, by the way, I got beef with the comic book store because last one or last Wednesday they were going to do a release party at midnight for the new comic. Uh-huh. And I looked on – it was on the walkingdead.com, like the official uh, the official one, the image. It's called uh, Skybound website, and they had a list of comic book stores in Pittsburgh, and it said New Dimension Comics, Trenum, PA, Pittsburgh Mills Mall, midnight. So I was like, all right. So, you know, I, uh, I got up, got out of bed, and uh, I went up to the mall. I'm sitting there. It's like a quarter to midnight or – yeah, it's quarter till. And I'm like, all right. I'm waiting. There's no one there. It's just me in the parking lot. I'm like, all right, someone's going to show up. You know, this is going to happen. You know, I'm going to be able to get in there and get this comic book early and that the free poster, the all out war poster and get the, uh, the Daryl Merle, uh, figure set 
And like, I'm like, all right, like this is going to happen. I'm going to spend some money today. And uh, midnight rolls around. The lights are off in the comic book store. Uh, no one's there. And I'm just like, oh, well, this is awkward. Because I, I literally sat there for like a half hour waiting for people to show up for the doors to open. <laughs> and nothing happened. And nothing happened. And like, and like I went in the next day to the comic book. I'm like, hey, uh, so you guys decided not to do the uh, the party. And they're like, and they're like, no, we didn't know if we are going to get a big enough draw. And I was like, uh, I'm sure you would have, because like they got, they got a hundred, uh, like there's variant copies of The Walking Dead, yeah. And I got the one where Rick's on the cover with a gun, and then he is on the car, and then um, uh, everybody's there, and uh, Negan's in the corner with a bandage on his face. Like that's the one I got for the variant cover, but they had a bunch of different ones, and. Um, like they had the posters and everything and they think they were set up for the party. They just didn't have, yeah. and I'm like, well, this is kind of disappointing. Cause I definitely wanted to come to the freaking party, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the only beef I have with the place. Other than that, it's a great comic book store. Uh, they, I basically just say, shut up and take my money, uh, <laughs> once a month. Well, probably more than once a month. Cause I'm in there like every day but, <laughs> and people wonder why I'm broke. Yes, guys. My friends who uh, try to get money off me so we can get a WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble. This is why I'm broke because I spent all my money on Walking Dead stuff. Makes sense. I spend all my money on video games, and well, that's well, that's the main thing. Well, you uh, you kind of have to because you, you run a, a video game website. So yeah, I, I haven't been doing too much lately. I've kind of uh, let the reins get taken over by other people as I work more now. That's cool, but. But I still play a lot of video games. Um, uh, I will say that I, I should feel shame, um, but I've been playing a lot of Pokemon um, that just came out recently. Oh, that but, new game came out? Yeah. I heard uh, Peyton Graham is a big uh, Pokemon fan, and I heard he picked up that game and he's been playing it. But um, yeah, it, there's there's a lot of people who you don't expect to be Pokemon fans who are Pokemon fans. I mean, I had the original Pokemon game for my Game Boy. Well, th- this is this is the first time I've played a Pokemon since the original. So oh, jeez, so that's a, that's a big step up. Like you're going from the original black and white game yeah. on uh, the Nintendo Game, on Boy, game Boy, yeah, to um, what are the Nintendo DS, 3DS. Oh, they have a new one. Yeah. Technology, man. I don't even know this shit. <laughs> Jesus. All I know is a PlayStation 4 is coming out in a couple months or a month. Yeah, a month at this point. Yeah. Holy crap. I got to pay for that in a month, too. Oh, God. I should probably put money down on that. It might be too late for that, sir. Really? Yeah. I could have, I probably could have had it paid off like a month ago. But, you know, yeah. I'm an idiot. So. Well, hey, that's <laughs> what my Best Buy credit card's for. <laughs> so, anyway. Back to That's the, the way to look at it. Yeah, back to the all-out war. So, basically, at the next one, which they're doing two this month. I don't know if you realize this or not. Uh, no. To further along the storyline, they're releasing two this month, one next month, two in December, one in January, two in February, one in March, and two in April. So, That's... two, four, six, eight, ten... Yeah, so that's going to cover the whole thing. They're basically they're not rushing the storyline; they're just trying to move it along so to create more opportunities for future storylines. That makes sense. But um, yeah, it's uh, I'm excited for 
I guess it's so coming out next what? week. Yeah, I was going to say, that means next week we'll have another one. Yeah. Um, we'll have to read that before we actually start podcasting. Yeah, which um, I'll, I'll, I'll look on the website just to be sure, but that's what I read a couple weeks ago. If they're still doing it, cool. If not, I'm sorry, everyone, for lying who's listening to the podcast. But I'll have a tendency of lying, so just kind of deal with it. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. The show's awesome. The comics are awesome. All my Walking Dead toys are pretty cool. Which I haven't opened. They're still in the boxes, but that's that's the collector way. Hey, I plan on having a a, a zombie museum, a mini zombie museum when I get a place. So, well, I mean, you you definitely have to find a place in Monroeville then. <laughs> it's only appropriate. They moved that out but, of Monroeville Mall, the zombie museum. Oh yeah, I didn't even know there was one in the in the mall there. Yeah, they. Uh, it was in the, the gaming room. They uh, they knocked out a wall and they built like a specialty room for the zombie museum. And they actually just removed it uh, three months ago, three or four months ago. And um, they moved it to the actual cemetery where the Walking Dead or the um, geez, the Night of Living Dead movie was filmed. Awesome. So, you know, they they built uh, they built a building and it's there and like you can go tour the cemetery and then you can do like the the night of living dead stuff and which by the way might i add it's either this week or next week fathom events is doing a special thing where the guys from mystery science here 3000 are getting back together and they're going to criticize the night of living dead oh wow and which i'm not going to miss because mystery science here 3000 was the shit and why would i not want to watch them criticize one of the greatest zombie movies ever made I mean, they're, they're coming for you, Bob. <laughs> it's good stuff. I'm sure I'll geek out when I watch it. They're coming to get you, Barbara. And did you know they made a musical, too, in Toronto? I did not the know Night that. The Living Dead? Yeah, they actually made that. And George Romero actually put money in on it. Oh, His wow. name is on it, and he helped produce it. And... <sighs> Zombie stuff, man. It's taken over the world. So... They're dancing for you, Bob. They're dancing for you, Barbara. They're coming to dance on your brains. So, so yeah, guys, that, that's an event to look forward to. Um, we have a lot of lot of dead things that we can look forward to. I'm sure there's going to be a lot um, gearing up because we are in October. Yes. With Halloween coming up and everything. The zombie walk in Monroeville was actually last weekend, and I forgot to go. Ronnie forgot about a zombie event. Uh, yeah, yeah. I also forgot about going to meet the Walking Dead cast in Columbus, Ohio last month. Oh wow, Ronnie! Yeah, the uh, the girlfriend, <laughs> the girlfriend wasn't too pleased because she loves her Daryl Dixon, and yeah, uh, I'd imagine. Yeah, she, uh, I mean, she flipped out. He definitely would have left you for Daryl Dixon. Is that the real reason that you didn't go? Oh no, she she would definitely leave me for Daryl Dixon. Uh, there, there's no doubt in my mind that she would leave me for Norman Reedus. <laughs> but I, I mean, if, if she never meets him, she can never leave you for him. So I guess I'm safe. So I, I guess you dodged that bullet there by not going. <laughs> I guess so, apparently. So thank you, Norman Reedus, for letting us not meet you three weeks ago. <laughs> thank you, Norman Reedus. <laughs> and with that, I think that ends our, our dead discussion Yes. Um, for this week. Um, this has been issue number one. Mm-hmm. I was joined by Ronnie Starks, and I am Trevor Oz. We will be back next week. For issue number two of the Woodbury Review, um, 
where we'll be talking more Walking Dead. So thank you very much. And again, another thank you to On The Run for providing our theme music, Monsters Like Me, which is very zombie-themed and works completely. Uh, It's about eating flesh and stuff, guys, and being consumed. So definitely check it out. Uh, Check out all the rest of their music on uh, weareontherun.bandcamp.com where you can actually purchase their music, including their uh, first EP, Departures. Um, So definitely check that out. And uh, thanks for listening. Um, Come back and listen to more.